This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Luca Nation, episode 670 of Lucas Tigers and Bronze, the Friday evening edition. We'll try to keep it a little on the shorter end. Uh, it's kind of a slow news day until right around 4 p.m. when uh, I don't know if you guys are UFC fans, but there was Charles Oliveira, the Bronx, the Du Bronx is what Du Bronx, Du Bronx missed by 0.5 pounds, so he had to. Uh, vacate the title they're still gonna fight for the belt but he's not gonna have the belt anymore so there's that and bead with the mask he's he's back playing for the sixers in what might be the worst first half of basketball i've ever seen 41 to 32 so talk about that <laughs> yeah, formula the one on, the mask man the mask man he's still he's a monster he's so good uh the Oliveira the thing the- i gotta look it up where they're fighting because Oliveira, um first of all Olivier. a great fighter it's Oliveira. Charles Oliveira. I know there's an EI, but it's Oliveira. Um, du Bronx. Great fighter. You know, obviously didn't beat Khabib, but beat basically everybody else. You know, would have cemented him as probably a number two to Khabib had he beat Just- Justin Gaethje. What's weird about it is the rules are different because there's different fight commissions, different states. And I think there is, there is um, a one pound weight allowance, but it doesn't count for title fights. Like, I think you can weigh in one pound over, but not title fights. I think. I have to research this. I, I know there's a rule with, like, there's, like, one pound give. And he came in a half a pound over. And I was reading about this on the, on the train ride home from work today that he, he not only came in a half pound over, but um, there are scales backstage so that you know that you're weighing in before the official weigh-in. Obviously, there's only one scale that's official in the whole nine yards, right? But that he weighed in, and you he weighed in a half pound over, and they give you time, an hour, two hours, if you get what right. it is, to lose the weight. Sort of like me, a fat kid, you know, playing Little League football, go run around the field wearing a garbage bag and sweat out the weight. You know, that was that was the deal, right? So, so um, you would, from the story being told, he dropped that half pound, on the scale backstage and weighed in at 155 and then came out and weighed in 155 and a half again. And you're like, what, what do you mean? Like he was on the scale backstage, but the scale backstage doesn't count. Also, there's a lot, it's funny. There's a lot of give with these things. It's like, you, you know, you can see that people are, you know, like the scales, there's messing with it. You know, some people you can see with the towel, they like, they put some weight on the towel. Daniel Cormier, like puts a weight on the towel, like, you know, this guy, the scale's kind of still bouncing a little bit. It's definitely, I got to tell you, it's one of those things where I know it's part of the sport, and anybody who wrestled in high school, wrestled in college, who's listening to this knows about weight cuts, just part of the game. But, I mean, Gate G, this is a 155 weight class. Gate G, at the weigh-in, at, at, at Dubronx's second weigh-in, like an hour or two later, was already weighing 165 pounds. Right, he had already, how crazy is that? He already rehydrated himself because basically these guys are they're taking water out. And guys, t- take 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 a look. You could probably find it um, on YouTube. 
Jose Aldo Jr., right? So it's 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 spelled Jose, so type J-O-S-E, but it's Jose Aldo. Type in Jose Aldo wheelchair. He had such a bad weight cut for a fight once that they had to bring him to the weigh-in in a wheelchair. He couldn't walk. He had, you know, cut so much weight, dehydrated himself so much. He could. He got up, got on the scale, made weight, and then immediately you see these guys. That's how Paul like, Pierce played a finals game once. They're drinking like Pedia Shore, Pedia Light. They're drinking all, you know, getting the electrolytes back in. Uh, just uh, Dustin Poirier is famous for saying that he doesn't like the brand name one. He likes the one from like Walmart, like the the Walmart, you know, Pedia Shore, like knockoff. Um, but. I mean, by the way, that's a little bit of a life hack right there. Like the ne- like you know how like Neosporin is like ten ninety nine, but the CVS brand is like six ninety nine, but it's comparable to Neosporin a thousand percent. When you come from the mud, man, you're not paying extra for the brand name when it's the exact same thing. He definitely did. Check out Fightville, guys, if you haven't seen that yet. We're talking about UFC stuff. Talk about fights. All right, buddy. Um, that's a good one. Who got that, mommy? Nice job, Wordle. Um, Oh, we cheated. Don't cheat watched, on Wordle. I watched the the Tiger documentary. So if you guys haven't seen it, it's on HBO. Tiger King? It was awesome, man. Joe Exotic, he's the man. No, Tiger Woods? You're not in the mood for me today. You just want to watch basketball. You get the Kobe no, jersey no, no, on. It's okay. You're it's in like, okay. mood. You're in like, Yo, go get him. You go get him. You got the Mamba mentality for this episode. You, you have no patience for me. I didn't say all that. <laughs> I'll, I'll have a seat. I, I was doing this episode standing up, so I'll have a seat. And I'll no, it's all right. You could have a seat. You could stand. You could, you know, you could do yoga. I would do yoga too if you want, but I told you it just makes me. How's fun. your weight loss going? It's good, man. It's good. I started at two ninety four. I told I got to weigh in. I got to put in the, the Fit Club my 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 progress. I started two ninety four like two weeks ago. Um, and I'm down to 283 by so not eating 11 carbs, pounds. Right? Yeah. Tonight for dinner, I had some grilled vegetables, which is carbs, but like, you know, green, like zucchini grilled. Um, and I made two porterhouse steaks, you know, one, I, I cut them up and I give some to Ian. I eat some for myself. Um, and yeah, just like a lot of meat. A lot of meat, some some veggies, some. But so where not do you like, go wrong? Like that's delicious. You could have that for the rest of your life. Like that's a delicious. Well, you meal. don't want to eat too much red meat. Like I don't want. I eat you, red you meat could, now a couple times a week. You could but, substitute chicken or fish. Yeah, for the, so we do chicken. You know, we, I do a little tuna. You know, from a can, not fresh, because I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not that adventurous. Um, see what else I had. Like I had a burger this week with no bun. You know, the burger with cheese, no bun. I look like that weirdo. Um, the buns are overrated. Unless like it's like a really look, nice bun, buns are overrated. I have McDonald's during this diet, just no bun. Wait, you do I have get, McDonald's during this diet? Yeah, I had I have the double cheeseburgers, and they they will they will serve it to you like on a tray, two of them on a tray, double cheeseburger, cheese, but and I eat it just like that, a little ketchup, not that much. Is it, it's, ju- it's just that you love McDonald's, like I love McDonald's, and I love it's, that this it's diet. Like a, it's a that I can lose weight. I can lose weight. Well, no, it's quick. It's easy. It's a couple bucks. It's like I'm coming home from work. Everybody's working. The kids want you know chicken nuggets once a week, and I'm like, all right, do I have to now make a salad for myself that to cut up like veggies? Nah, I'm getting them nuggets and some fries and a toy from Sonic it's, the movie. It's the, it's the ease. Cool. It's, it's the ease. ease. You're busy, con- man. Convenience. You're a six figure guy. Uh, wife also very successful. You're both working. <laughs> It's a convenience thing. Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. So I drove cross it's all country. convenience. I didn't grow, drive cross country. I drove south. Mm-hmm. But 
You know how they say food business? Yeah. Is in a food business? It's uh in real estate. What every single rest station has one, yep. Station, whatever, like it's McDonald's, it's McDonald's, Wendy's, Popeyes, KFC, a little bit of Taco Bell, but and I'm like, no wonder we're the fattest country in the world. (laughs) It's gonna be China soon. They love KFC there. Watch everywhere along the highway. If you need a stop. I mean, now they have Wawa's, which is nice. You get like a salad or a fruit or – but, dude, what are you supposed to do? Who gets a salad and fruit at Wawa? People I mean, you people. can, but that, but it's like, do you also buy your aftershave there? You know, like you can, but, but it's not – Joke's you know. on you. I haven't been shaving. <laughs> you guys think of this. I think I like it a lot. Yeah, man. Um, you look like Abraham Lincoln. It's going to be awesome. I like it. I like it. Beard, beard, that's good, man. Who, you know, I mean, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I was watching <laughs> yeah, Tiger, anyway. <laughs> the Tiger Doc on HBO. Back to incredible, this. incredible documentary. If you guys haven't seen it, please watch it. It'll take three hours, so make sure to budget it. Like, start it at like uh, multiple episodes. Two, two episodes. Two hour and a half. Make sure mm-hmm. to start it at like seven p.m. So you don't not starting at ten and then you're watching it until one a.m. But you know what my conclusion was. Mm-hmm. Or what my one takeaway was, when Tiger, I mean, when he won on a broken knee, basically, and the, that was insane. But when he won his first Masters in 97 to 2007, it kind of reminded me of what I'm seeing right now with F1. The crowds that were gathering then, the attention that he brought to that sport, a single-player sport, unlike any other, I mean – before Tiger, there weren't the crowds, you know, pouring into Augusta, pouring into these um, different tournaments, coming to watch him. That's what I'm seeing with F1. That's what I'm seeing with F1, with these young, new drivers. Lewis Hamilton still attracting a crowd. But dude, you look at at the Miami um, F1 this weekend. It, where did that come from, Gage? Where did F1 come from to the point where these tickets are now more than the Super Bowl? I don't know, man. I honestly, I, I I don't know what the answer is to it. Um, you know, it's an interesting sport. Um, you know, it was one of those sports that people could watch during COVID. You know what I mean? Um, but that's not the answer because you could also watch the Korean Baseball League. And that clearly is not something that took off in America. I don't see Tops making any cards of it. Um, but they were playing late at night. Um, you know, I, I want to say we are more in tune to it because of the cards and maybe that's part of it. Like maybe it's always been big. Maybe it's getting bigger, but we're just now, you know, noting it more because it's, you know, being hyped up by card people. Um, Cause no one I speak to outside of cards with the exception of the very Italian family down the block that loves Ferrari. Um, knows anything Your about generation F1. isn't, but that's not the, that's what I think was interesting about tiger is, he brought with him a younger demo to watch yeah. golf, right? That was the interesting part. And yeah, it's not maybe your generation. Uh, what are you? What, are you guys? Are you boomers? No, you're not being baby no. boomer. No. What, what generation are you, Cage? Are you? Never, no. No. X or Y? One of those letters. I never bought into that bullshit. Well, my my point of it is you like, look it up. Well, the yeah, millennials and the, millennial. Z, the the twenty to thirty five year olds, my X demo, the people that I, 
the people that I follow on Instagram, you know, that the girl, like a girl from Chicago, I went on vacation with uh, as a family friend, like when we were 15, she's an F1. Yeah. So I think really what the, you know, what, what the appeal of it is to this generation is it's tough to compare it to tiger in the nineties and early two thousands. Right. I mean, that was when I was young. That was when I was, you know, that, that age. And yeah, we loved golf uh, because tiger was musty TV. Must the difference, it. the difference is, is F1, you know what I think it really is, um, you know, popular with the show me culture, the fake until you make it, uh, Anna Delvey, um, I'm Instagram famous, okay. um, Tinder swindler, you know, I get to post pictures. Racing has always been money. You know, people know about Monte Carlo. People know about Le Mans. Yes. People know about, like, you know, in European races. It's always been huge money. F1, I've known about F1. I mean, people people have talked about F1. If, if you watch Ricky Bobby, right, Jean Girard comes over from F1. I mean, he's an F1 driver. You know what I mean? It's always been there. And I think it was, you know, Ashley Judd was, was you know, dating an F1 driver. Like, it's always been known. Like, the F1 is big money. There's big companies in it and all. Whole deal. But it was it was basically European. But But – the one thing people knew about it was it was it was money, right? Like I'd never heard of a G5 or later a G6 until rappers started to claim that they were in their own. They had their own G6. I didn't know what a Maybach was, right? It's just a fancy Mercedes until people started rapping about it, right? And, you know, I, I didn't know about a lot of things because I'm old until people started posting about it. People started, you know, making this, you know, Instagram, you know, influencer, here you go. I'm famous because I'm famous. And it makes sense for that crowd to gravitate to F1 stateside because all you're going to get out of it is who's where, who's paying $3,000 for a carbonara pasta meal in Miami that's sold out, right? Who's, who's where, who's at the fancy event, who's at the after party, um, and let me not completely shit on it too much. F1 right now has something that, that football and basketball have and no other sport have. Do you know what that is? There's a reason I believe that football and basketball from a hobby perspective and from an overall sport perspective, um, are the most successful ones. And baseball I think is it's because the individual players Instagram profiles have huge, huge followings. That's part of it. But right now you can make an argument Tennis, maybe, but tennis just doesn't have the following, but it's definitely more popular. We can talk about tennis today because your boy Nadal lost to your other boy, and I want you to talk about your 19-year-old Spanish guy who beat him today. After he, having he, he, he beat him he beat today? Him in, he beat him in three sets in the quarters. In He's going to the semis in the Madrid Open. He's got to play Djokovic next after beating Nadal, his hero. And the dude twisted his ankle in the second series, had a horrible second series, came back and beat him in the third set. Anyway, we could talk about tennis in a second. I actually watched that today because you told me to look out for this 19-year-old. He looks like a 19-year-old Nadal. Like, he, he is the next Nadal. But anyway, go, okay, go ahead, point go ahead. being, you can make the argument about tennis. Here's the thing. You rarely get to be the generation that watches the GOAT, especially when there have been GOATs before you, right? And I can say I watched the GOAT play with Michael Jordan, but there are people who claim they're watching the GOAT now with LeBron James. Fair. And that's bringing basketball to the fore. It's, I believe being able to watch LeBron, still an active player, still there, is a huge thing for the NBA because he's a bankable star. It's also bankable from an investment perspective. 
not just for the league, but from a hobby perspective. There's oh, it doesn't make a difference. You put LeBron in something, people are going to buy it. People are going to buy the LeBron cards. People are buying LeBron Panini NFTs. People will buy it. It doesn't make a difference because LeBron's in it. He's investable. He's bankable. Football. Undisputed, Tom Brady is the GOAT, and he's still currently playing, right? You can make an argument. I love Joe Montana. You name it the whole deal, but Tom Brady is the best, the best to ever do it. I hate it. He came out with a video this week and said that the tuck rule was probably a fumble. I hate it even more. Shut up. So, but he's a GOAT, and football and basketball are popular now. F1 has that because you can make arguments one way or the other. Schumacher, you know, I like Nicky Lauda, but he's probably the bottom of the top 10. Lewis Hamilton's record, you put it against anybody who's ever done it. And he he has the goat argument. He just and he's does. still adding to it, or potentially can add to Which it. Which these guys have. LeBron yep. won a year and a half ago. Brady won a year and a year ago. You know, so so yes, you have the ability to watch history in the making. The greatest to ever do it potentially builds on their legacy. I think that does help F one. The and that's as much on the athlete as it is on the organization to market it as such. And here's where I tie it right back to how you started. Golf had that with Tiger, all right? Golf lost that when they lost Tiger, right? There was a, a period of time where it was Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, and, you know, who's it going to be? El Nino. I mean, and it, it was a rudderless thing. For a you, need, you need Tiger. You need Tiger. You don't have Tiger. Basketball's going to lose LeBron. Which one of these young guys is going to be that guy? And it might not be anyone. And what will basketball do to navigate that, right? Baseball has been that every every couple years you're like, oh, it's gonna be Trout. <laughs> Is it Otani now? I mean, he had a hell of a game yesterday. We should talk about that. The dude, you know, gave up no hits, eleven strikeouts, and hit two balls off the wall himself in Fenway. I mean, he just basically put on a show in Fenway like they've never seen in a hundred and years the stadium has been standing. The only problem is the balls didn't go over the fence. They hit the fence, but still, you know. But point being, F1 has that. They have this huge following now. Can they sustain that? I don't think Hamilton wins this year. I think that the, the, his, his team has already said, you know, the cars are not where they need to be, and we're just going to let it run. You know, the, a couple guys have a hell of a lead on them. Um, you know, and, and, and you know, it might, be, it might be a year that he is not going to be in the running for, you know, for the overall championship. Um, that said, I think that you add all of that together, the influencer stuff, the, you know, the, the, the ease of taking pictures, the, hey, I'm going to Miami. This is the cool hot spot to be. This is Ibiza, you know, with, with cars. There you go, right? Whether it lasts, I don't know. On that note, um, not a play. We talk about F1, so I'm like, I'm going to think, of like, okay. Basketball cards took off. WNBA kind of followed. How much were WNBA cards? Is there any women drivers that were really successful? Take a look at this one card. I, I haven't done research on it, but it's the 1989-1990 TG Racing Masters. Uh, Lee Petty, Louis Smith, Janet Guthrie, Leela Lombardi. I, mean, I know Ooh. I'm butchering it. It's all on a card. It's like a dollar card. It's just, uh, what's that? A, that's almost, that's a 33-year card. $2. Uh, really cool looking card. It's like a racer's all card. It's actually only on Beckett. I couldn't find it on eBay. Um, 1989-1990 TG Racing Masters of Racing card number 171 like a $1 card if you guys want to take a look at it kind of interesting it's cool stuff man it's definitely cool stuff so so F1's crazy this year you have soccer's this year right and we got the World Cup 
end yes, of the sir. year. It's gonna be it's gonna be some interesting stuff. Definitely some interesting stuff to talk about. You know, but you know how it works. Like selling may go away. You you've heard that in stocks, right? So before mm-hmm. World Cup comes around, there has to be a, a few a little bit of uh, three to four months of lack of liquidity, not a lot of movement in cards, stocks. You know, people are selling off, so it's dropping the prices. People, I wouldn't be jittery in this time. I really wouldn't. I wouldn't worry too much about markets in this time either. I would use this opportunity to uh, you reap what you sow. Oh, explain, elaborate, elaborate. I mean, there's a parable of the sower. Have you ever, I've talked about this, but like you reap what you sow. So, you know, when your investment portfolio might not do, not be, might not be doing well, you might not be reaping the benefits of your cards going up or your crypto going up or your NFTs. Plant other seeds, you know, whether that's, you know, network and meet new people through the Internet and just schedule 15, 20 minute kind of just like, hey, let's get to know each other on Zoom. Go to shows, meet some people set up, meet some people. go. Um, By the way, let's spend 10 minutes on this because sure. this is the, I want you to keep going. This is the good vibes portion of the show, right? You think this is because good I, I think it is. I think I'm going to steer you into continuing with the good vibes and going even a step further. Right. Because it's it, it is you reap what you sow. That does not necessarily mean make some good card purchases now, right? Right, And you would even say maybe steer clear of that for a minute unless you find something you really love and the hobby stuff because, you know, the pricing right now is a little bit nuts. But what kind of what kind of seeds can you plant in the hobby now that doesn't require you to go buy a card that might pay off for you down the road when, when things stabilize? Well, first off, I mean, why I say this is if – you go to people's stories, whether that's on Twitter and you see crypto NFT culture or you go to Instagram and see card culture, you, you see like card prices are falling. Bitcoin is falling. Fed is raising rates. The sky is stocks are falling. I mean, the sky doesn't feel like it's falling for me because I, I haven't been you know, heavily invested. I've been heavily invested into myself, into meeting people. You guys out there know like I do like two or three Zoom calls a, a week with like, you know, Matt is out there he's listening he's a recent college grad you know looking kind of what is his career bring him he's a card guy but he has a career he has a life so we, we chat the, the point is you only feel like the sky is falling when you have one stream of income and that's cards okay but have another stream of income which is yourself invest into yourself invest into your future in other ways there's so many awesome startups in the space right mm-hmm. and, and reach out to them reach out to them i mean i had an amazing opportunity with garrett someone from our audience he said hey i I could build something for you to streamline your sgc submissions to make it way easier for you i've done it before it'll take me one or two hours he reached out we talked about it for an hour half hour we talked about it for two more hours about just kind of getting to know each other it was a connection and he built this tool for us that helps us streamline sgc submissions by the way keep sending us those best community in the world Best community in the world. So don't I, I hope you guys, whether you're in the hobby for a day, you've been in the hobby for months, or you've been with us since day one, or you know, you you've outlasted Cage and I and you're you've been collecting for 50, 60 years. You know how this stuff works. And I urge you, don't leave the hobby, reach out to people in the hobby, get to know the community, use this time for I, I don't know any way, other way to put it. Just invest in yourself and invest in the community. And I think you'll you'll reap what you sow from that. Listen, let me, I hate piggyback on it, but let me go one step further with it, right? 
we get messages all the time. I've gotten a lot recently because of the fluctuation in prices and just, you know, the lack of interest and you name it. Um, but, you know, what should I do? You know, where should I go? I'm going to give a bunch of advice right now. I'll tell you some of the things I've said to some of these folks, right? Um, number one is what is it that you loved when you first got into the hobby? Right? What is it you loved when you collected as a kid? What is it you love now? Are you a Yankee fan? Are you a Red Sox fan? Do you love Kobe? You know, a while back, and I don't know, they're probably worth less than what I gave, but I loved it. I'm not a huge Kobe fan, but Andrew and I had a nice conversation 50, 100 episodes ago about how game used was going away and how game used cards, you just don't see it anymore unless it's flawless and you're paying $20,000 a case. Um, and how Kobe's jerseys, you see Ken Golden holding one up that's going to sell for probably seven figures, right? Nobody's cutting up a Kobe jersey for a card, but they did it already. Maybe you don't, maybe can't afford a Kobe auto, but there are a ton of Kobe cards that could be had at the time I give the play $30, $40. Tops cards, Panini cards, you name it, like licensed cards. Um, and I bought a whole bunch of them. You could do that, right? If your guy is Mike Trout, buy some game used, you know, buy some rookies that are not his most expensive ones. You know, find a collection for yourself, but then even better, forget about like money. And those, by the way, shouldn't cost a ton of money. That's not. Because you don't want to be doing it and losing money in the whole deal. And if it, if it turns out to be something that makes money, great. But here's the other thing. There are people who were in this hobby before the boom and will be here throughout any types of ups, downs, you name it, right? And I would tell you to look for that type of hobby content and add some of it, right? So so it doesn't even include us because we were here, you know, in the boom here. But you know, Andrew's been around. I've obviously, you know, collected cards for quite some time. I'd like for you to stick with us and keep listening to us. But if you're feeling down, I, I feel like it, it, it is reassuring to hear from folks who you know will be here in six months, in a year. We've done 670 episodes. I dare you to try to find four combined content people in the hobby that have done that together. So you know we're not going anywhere. But dare I say... Go take a look at some of the content that's out there. If it's a Friday night and you finish listening to us, check out the guys at the crossover. You know they're going to be doing that every Friday night. I mean, the Suns game will probably make it late tonight, but you know they're going to be talking. And, you know, you might not have to listen to the whole three, four, or six hours that they go, but there's a lot of good stuff in there, and the chat's fun, and you can, you know, you can talk to people in the chat. You know, you troll like I do, or, you know, listen to these guys, maybe get some ideas, or just, you know, feel like you're a part of a community. Reach out to us. We'll put you in a chat group. This way you can find people who might be thinking about the same thing as you. Maybe somebody you could trade with. Maybe someone you can, you know, share your stuff with. Go Get to know someone up. you guys might not like, too. That'd yeah, be go good, too. Bro- and those are the best when I was like, I love the messages was like, you know, I initially hated you. I thought you were so X, Y, Z, but I've, I've really got to know you. And I see you, you have a few good points here, but I disagree with this. I love those messages. But I mean, like think about all the content that's out there, right? Like, you know, go, go check out the reckless family. They do that hobby school. That's fun. You know, they get a lawyer on, they get somebody on, they get the whole family doing it. They're making jokes. They're usually giving away stuff for free. You know, um, and there's plenty of giveaways and plenty of freebie. And, you know, you could always, you know, you always do that also. Feel like you're a part of it that way. Get on whatnot any night this week while they're doing the flawless thing. And there's 2,000 people on. Message Shywave Logs and explain to him how this whatnot giveaway works. (laughs) He's he's funny, man. Yeah, message him that. I mean, check out his content. Go Make sure you're following Lameen James. 
This way, every day, at least once, sometimes seven times a day, you'll get a funny hobby meme that'll give you something to smile at, you know, content there. Um, Dude, his uh, Blaze meme is hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he just he has some fun stuff. But but the point is, and you can find your own, and I'm leaving out a lot of people, right? Car Collector 2 has been here forever. Shop Mealy Pops. Say what you want about what happened with the Pokemon thing. I don't know if we'll ever find out what happened with the Pokemon G.I. Joe. You know, I think he, he took care of his end of it, I believe. But he was doing a Mealy Pop madness on Saturday, well before or anything went nuts me and ian used to tune in all the time buy cards you know I mean, and get anxiety and, and get anxiety. yeah you got anxiety you're like this stuff to follow there's so much that's why it's the madness it's just one example right you know i mean um so so that's that's my take on it right when, when stuff like this because because look we had a group like that right our og car group right where slab stocks is in it right and lou janu and tyler and the whole car talk pod another great you know, another great piece of content out there, right? And I remember when people came in that group when COVID was, was about to happen and it was Chicken Little, the sky is falling. I think I even did an episode. That was the mm -hmm. title, you know, like Chicken Little, the sky is falling, Chicken Little, right? It happens, right? And, and you know, it pays for folks who might not have been through something like that once to realize that it has happened before. It probably will happen again. It doesn't mean that, that, you know, the arrows will continue to go down. It doesn't mean that the hobby is going to stay in the position that it's in. You know, usually there's, you know, something that kickstarts it or, you know, or, 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 um, you know, turns the thing around. Um, you just got to find something that is fun for you until we get there. That's all. You know, I love I'm, it. I'm, we've done a lot of different content, you know, folks out there. Um, I don't know if there are many other, you know, podcast that'll spend five or ten minutes talking about other hobby content out there but this is this is what and this is what andrew wants me to do guys says like i gotta be i gotta be nicer to people so you know it's, i'm doing my best but it's a good time for it you know there's a lot of really good content out there and these people this is what baby cage wants big cage to do the little the... baby jesus with the little yeah, tuxedo little shirt baby. walker and so, texas ranger um <laughs> look at you i threw you off your game Three off your game. I have anyway, one more topic and then we're sure. done. Yeah. So, Gemrate, you guys know I, I follow them, I quote them, I talk about them. Two things that stuck out this week, and I would recommend you guys follow them too because they have a ton of data. So, you guys know we had Peter on from SGC. He was talking about, you know, their turnarounds, what they're building, all that stuff. So, one thing that really stuck out was F1. If you guys look at top cards graded by company, F1 cards aren't being graded by PSA. And I'm wondering if that's because the PSA price is too high or their turnarounds are too slow. If you look at the top companies that grade F1, Both. it's SGC and CSG. And the second thing about CSG that was interesting was if you look at the sets, what I noticed was CSG was grading some of the lower end sets like a Dunruss where uh sgc was grading the middle tier sets select psa was grading some of the higher end sets just and that data i don't know what you're going to do with it but you're an investor you're looking at this world you're a collector make sure to follow them they, they do a lot of good stuff and I, I highly recommend uh kind of looking the data and making kind of your own conclusions uh versus kind of following people's story and taking someone else's narrative about what's happening in the markets don't try to make the announcement that we are not for sale for some reason we've got a lot of inquiries in the last week about people wanting to buy lucas Aguilar, lebron this was the year of consolidation i guess but no as we are currently situated even though there's been a lot of money thrown we are not currently for sale um so if you hear any rumors about lucas Aguilar, lebron being purchased 
you could hear it straight from us first. It is not happening. We are not going in house anywhere. We I would are... only I would only sell to a, a smart investor. So by being smart, it means they're just going to give us money to keep, let us keep doing exactly what we're doing and not change anything. Well, that Maybe. they would have strategic. They might have distribution. Nah, whatever it is, we're we we. I need to be able to say what I need to say, and you need to be able to say what you need to say. And if right, you want to show like, up with uh, very red eyes one day, you could show up with very red eyes one day, and no one's going to say anything. <laughs> well, like I, what I mean by that is um, a network that has gamblers, right? Yep. A big gambling audience. Those audiences combine really well, right? DraftKings, right. DraftKings had a multi-year low today, by the way. Oh, what do you mean? Stock, their stock. I read through their earnings report, and they spent something like four hundred and fifty million dollars to lose four hundred and fifty. They like spent four hundred fifty to make four hundred fifty. Like they basically spent a buck for every dollar of revenue they bring in. Maybe not even as much. It's been like this since twenty two thousand and nine, two thousand eight. Since Too Big to Fail, basically that movie came out. It's we're gonna we that markets need to correct. They need to let the air out. Like, I bet if I said this number, you guys would freak out. But if, if Bitcoin hit 50, and I use Bitcoin, I, I do think Bitcoin is a bellwether asset. Whether you believe in crypto or not, it does tell you, Bitcoin and Ethereum, it does tell you kind of what the retail investor's confidence in the market is. Is that fair to say? I agree. I think it is. And if I said that that would go to 15,000, 18,000, people would think that that's insane, right? Mm-hmm. But Cage and I, we talked about it, and the Michael Jordan Fleer card was let's not say it was seven forty, which is also the bellwether of the card. Hobby. Say it was five. Say it was five. So it was five. Yeah. Now it's two hundred thousand, two twenty five, two fifty, depending on the. Mm-hmm. But the point is, it's about half of a tie, just like Bitcoin. Half of a tie, and, and that's healthy. That's okay because for, before that, that card was forty thousand. Before that, Bitcoin was just a few years ago was at ten thousand, eight thousand. I think when COVID hit, it was it went to seven thousand. So keep these things into perspective. Don't over leverage. Zoom out and have the full picture in mind, and realize that if over a three year period it goes seven thousand to sixty thousand to eighteen thousand, yeah, those peaks and valleys are insane if you're riding it. But seven thousand to eighteen thousand is. Uh, over a hundred percent return. Yeah, so, I mean nothing. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, hopefully you didn't buy at sixty nine and uh, you're now seeing at eighteen. That's well, the bad thing. Well, that, that, yeah. That's where it gets interesting. It's because when people see runs, they try to catch onto that moving train and they get bloody. And that's where it gets. If it's dead, or you know, they max out a credit card, or they borrow money from a friend or family. It gets that's where it gets a little bit scary. So, I hope you enjoy the tone and tenor of the episode. I don't know what what games are being played today. You said it's an ugly game. I bet you, you know, the Suns probably, you know, move on. Um, and you know, I think Miami eventually beats Philly, although with them beat out there, it could be interesting. Um, the games tomorrow, the real exciting ones, you know, I want to see if Boston was a fluke or if Giannis, you know, really goes to town on them. It's amazing that to escape Boston with a split, they needed basically their best shooting performance in the history of the franchise, <laughs> you know, shooting all those threes, right? So we'll so, see so, what happens. So, Cage, the, what do you think the line is to, for tomorrow's game? Bucks, Celtics. Bucks are at home. 
I mean, if I had to guess, I'd say Milwaukee minus three. Do you feel that that's a little disrespectful? No. I, I, I think as a better, I would love it because it's Milwaukee finally coming home. I think they're the better team. They should have had home court advantage if not for that bullshit trying to avoid the Nets thing that gave the Celtics home court advantage. But, but really what's going on there is it's recency bias. That line would probably be minus six if not for the fact that the Celtics just smacked them. So people are moving that line. It's not Vegas moving. You know how this works, right? It's Vegas is setting a line, but then they have to basically hedge the bets against what money's coming in. And it would make sense for money to come in on the Celtics if people watch game two. I'm like, wow, the Bucks are no match for the Celtics. Yeah. I would be looking at the Bucks. Warriors, Grizz, what do you think the line is for that game? Warriors also coming home. So it's funny that I think the better teams – I forget that they were on the road for the Correct. start. Right? Almost so identical the, scenarios, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a funny thing, right? Although Proven although, veteran teams on the road, a lower seed versus so young up-and-coming teams. The difference is, is that in the Milwaukee-Boston series, neither game was close. So it's tough to get a read on them because the Bucks pulled away in game one and the Celtics pulled away in game two. Whereas in the, in the Memphis Warriors series, both games were very close at the end. And either team could have won both games. Memphis could be up to nothing. Golden State could be up to nothing. It winds up being a split. So I would imagine the spread is probably close just because those games were close one way or the other. So I would Warriors imagine the Golden State minus seven. two, seven. Wow. See, so so that's I, I would go the other way with that one, right? Not not that I think. So that, I wouldn't bet that game because I could see the Warriors just blowing them out. I could, especially because Brooks is out for game three. Do you, you saw that right? Brooks is garbage. Brooks. I know he, they're actually better Brooks. without him. I agree. There's been a lot of that narrative this season and your team being better without you name it, but it's interesting. Uh, those will be fun games to watch and very, very pivotal game threes because yes, then you yeah. have a game four at home. If the home field team, if the home court team gets, is that maybe they'll get, win game three at home, they can go up three, one, which is a very tough thing to come back from, even though you have, you know, home court and a whole deal. It's tough to come back from three, one, um, I'm gonna say the Grizz win tomorrow and the Bucks win tomorrow. Um, I say Warriors and Bucks. Warriors, Bucks. but I said the Grizz were gonna get swept. So now I say they're gonna you lose said the at five. Chief. You didn't not really, really not really. I think the Warriors are just a better team. I just do. I'm I'm impressed with the Grizzlies. Do not get me wrong. I am impressed with the Grizzlies, but it's it's not often that you see a team that has no playoff experience, literally none, no one on the team, any against a team that has as much as the Warriors. And it be much of a competition. I'm not saying talent wise. I mean, we can say talent. They're much closer on paper and real talent right. than they are. But the, in the playoffs, especially later on in the playoffs, when, when teams like that meet, usually that playoff experience will win the day. It'll carry the day. Five, games five through seven, I think they will. I think that's so, where it will, will be the differentiator. Uh, I think it's a seven game series. Luca Nation, we love you. I'm going to catch the end of the Sixers Heat game. We're in the fourth quarter. And just before we hang up, reach out, guys. Reach out to us if you need anything. Reach out. We're here to chat. People have taken me up on that. I've said this in the last couple of episodes. Like, hey, I'm one of those guys who doesn't, you know, who doesn't know where I'm going in the hobby right now. Let's talk. And I'll chat with you. You know, I mean, I try to, you know, try to not go to sleep with any unread messages. Takes a while, but we try to, we try to read them all. Love you, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um. Do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, 
tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.